We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Detroit Lions select Aiden Hutchison, defensive end, Michigan. Jared Goff winds up. Touchdown, Detroit. Josh Reynolds. Here comes the blitz. Down the middle and on the fly. Jamison Williams, extra speed on the gas and gone. Touchdown. What is going on, everybody? Twitter Spaces Live Show Sunday Lions Jaguars. I am your host, Tyler. Joe, my main guy, as always, Mr. Malcolm Hart. How are you feeling today, Malcolm? Woo! Yo, what's going on, man? Yo, I am excited, man. Yo, J Mo's here. No Romeo, but J Mo's here. I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm hyped, man. This is like, this, this is like, it's feeling like week one, kind of like when you like want to see your players play. And now you get to finally see your, your first-round pick play, man. I'm excited, bro. I am too, man. I'm really excited. And it's been a while since we've watched the Lions, obviously, because they played Thanksgiving. That was a Thursday game. So, you know, it's been a minute since they've played. Uh, it, it felt a little extra longer, obviously, because of the, the Thursday game. And, you know, it, it's just good to be back on the regular schedule Sunday, 1 o'clock at Ford Field. I'm excited, man, and especially – you know, getting to see Jamison Williams today uh, it is reported that he is going to be limited today, according to Rappaport and Tom Pellister and all the NFL Network guys. But just to see that he will be activated, just to see him on the field today is going to be great, man. And I, I cannot wait, man. It's going to be really exciting, even if it's in a limited capacity. Absolutely, man. I can't wait, bro. Yeah. All right. Let's do some inactives and then we'll talk a little bit more about Jameson Williams and what we can expect for today's game. So, Malcolm, what's the Lions inactive report looking like? I know you already kind of hinted that Romeo Cora is going to be yeah. in this game. Yeah. This game? yeah okay. So, yeah, starting off, yeah, man, Romeo Cora, man, just activated. He is not going to be able to play today. Defensive lineman Michael Brockers, he's a healthy scratch. He's not playing today. Um, center Evan Brown, he is not playing today. He is out. Wide receiver Tom Kennedy, he is also out today. Cornerback, Armando Warrior, healthy scratch, man. Rough season for this guy. He is not playing today. And guard, Logan Scumberg, he is out. Yeah. All right. And then you look at the Jaguars report. Pretty healthy here, too. 
wide receiver Kendrick Poyer, running back Daryl Henderson, who they just got from the Rams, my boy safety Andre Sisco, cornerback Trey Hurden, and outside linebacker Deshaun Dixon is going to be missing this game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So let's go back into these Lions injuries, or at least inactives. You brought up a key one here with Evan Brown. I thought you know he's going to be missing his second consecutive game. You got Jonah Jackson back in there, which is obviously huge. What are you expecting today at the guard position with no Evan Brown? Oh, Who are you expecting shit. to fill in that position? Oh shit, man! I don't know, man. It's like maybe, maybe, maybe um Skipper. You know, maybe Skipper there might be the best option. I don't know, man. I mean, you either you only have two options right now. You either got either Skipper or Coyote. And mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, which one is going to give you less of a headache? Which one? Which one's going to be able to handle? You know, be able to do their job better. And it, right now, it's a coin flip, man. I think they should play rock paper scissors. Whoever wins best out of three, you put them in that starting lineup. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's worth <clears throat> noting. They did it last week as well. I don't know if I would necessarily expect him to start, but they did promote – or not promote, elevated. I, I'm going to mess up this guy. Another name. one? Ross, Ross Pearson Batcher. Remember how we talked no. about him a couple weeks ago? All right. That's, all right. Listen, Skipper. <laughs> Just play Skipper. <laughs> That's it. No, no more. No more. No more elevating guys. No. Just, just, just play Skipper. This is calling the day. I think they'll probably go with Dan Skipper as well. That'd probably be my guess just because he was the guy earlier in the year and I thought he did the best job when having to fill in for a guy like Jonah Jackson when he had to miss some games. So my guess is going to be Dan Skipper and it's going to be a little less workload as far as this week. Like They could help him out more than it was last week because last week versus the Bills, you were missing two starting guards. You know, You didn't have Jonah out there and you didn't have Evan Brown out there. At least this game, you have Jonah back out there. He, you know, he's going to be able to hold himself, hold his side of the ball. Where now you can have Frank Ragnar, the center, help out uh, whoever that other guard is going to be. And we're kind of assuming right here that it's going to be Dan Skipper. But I mean, it wouldn't completely shock me if they ended up going with KO or if they went with Ross Pearson Batcher, whatever the hell his name is. I mean, we'll see what they end up doing um, with this guard situation. But I think I expect better results this week than it was last week just because you got Jonah back out there for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, because now at least you have um, Frank Ragnall that's going to be able to help out Skipper. Yeah. You know, Skipper won't be on the island by himself, you know. I've kind of feel, I kind of feel bad for Skipper because Skipper was in a situation – I think what messed him up is that he had too many – he has too many games now. I think that's really the best thing because he had that very – like when he came in that, that first game, um, had that one start. He played really well. Like his, like I, like for him, it's best. What would have been best for him if he just not not played again? Because he has that tape. That, you know, maybe next year he could go to another team, and you know, so to show him what he what he's able to do. But now there's so much tape on him, and he hasn't played well after that first game. He's been actually terrible. Um, this is not so a good look for him. So, so you're saying Dan Skipper has been exposed? He's been exposed. Yeah, man. Like it sucks because he had that first game that. He, he could actually use that in the offseason. Like, look, I played well. I'm versatile. I could play. I could play guard. I could play. I could play tackle. You know. You know. Let me try to make this team because he never. He never made a team. Yeah. No, he's never made yeah. a three man roster. Like outside of you know cutting from training camp, like he's never made it from training camp. Exactly. So he could have actually got paid. You know, you, you never know. He could have got probably got paid in the offseason, like by somebody who probably needs a versatile person who could play tackle and guard. 
Well, I mean, he's getting paid right now. He's, he's been on the active roster pretty much all year. So. No, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like maybe like a bigger payday. Yeah, you're saying like get it in the off season. Yeah, in the off season. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's possible. I mean, we'll see what they end up doing with this guard position. But I do expect better results. It's just nice to have Jonah Jackson back out there for sure. Yeah, that's gonna definitely up out the running game, man. Yeah, let's talk about this receiving core though, man, because this is the first time. All year, yes, yes. going to see this receiving core at full strength. You got Amon Ross and Brown, you got DJ Chark, you got a Josh Reynolds who's more rested and expecting a bigger workload because on Thanksgiving he was very limited. I'm expecting a bigger workload from him, and then you get to also mix in your first round pick, Jamison Williams, in some certain packages. And you know, I'm not expecting a huge workload from JMO, I'm not expecting to be lined up, uh, you know, out there 90 80 percent of the snaps. I'm not expecting that by any means, but. You know, he's going to be sprinkled in this offense. And, man, that's going to be freaking exciting to go with this starting receiving core. Uh, Jared Goff, man, you got all your weapons today. You got all your weapons offensively today. You know, this is your time to shine. And maybe we can get flashbacks to those first four weeks when JG was balling. Hopefully we can get that today with this receiving core back intact. You got one of your starting guards back. Offense? I mean, it, it's it's getting there. You know, you're you're getting there as far as health. You're getting there. You're you're pretty much there right now. Hey, Prime Podcast listeners, it's your boy Malcolm here. And if you're a sports better like me, let me tell you about Odds Traders. Odds Traders is a place to compare all odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotional codes from different sports books to get the best deal. This app also provides player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather so the bettors can make the most informed bets as possible. This app also has bet trackers so bettors can keep records of all their games and betting activity. Looking to maximize your bets? Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Again, that's O-D-D-S-T-R-A-D-E-R.com slash Blue Art, Oz Traders, the number one site for your game day bets. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know what, man? I'm I'm super excited, man. I've been talking about this time for a very long time. In the, in the beginning of the year, I talked about this time when we were struggling. I said, yo, we're going to go through a stretch where JG, our, our team is going to be, you know, close as healthy as possible. 
And JG's going to have his – he's going to play really well during that stretch. And this is that time. This is the time where you're going to see Jared Goff probably play his best football. I think that this time when he has his full healthy receiving core, the offensive line is probably as healthy as it's going to be right now. Um, he's gonna, you're going to see – you're probably going to see – the best of JG, man. I'm telling you, this is the stretch. This is the stretch that we actually need. This is the, the last six games. This is going to see where we're going to be at um, in the offseason. We either, either we're going to either be close to making the playoffs or we're going to sneak in the playoffs. This, this is the time. So, you know, expect a really big game from JG today, man. And this is a big time for JG, you know, these next six games for golf. Like, he has to really prove that, hey, I could be the quarterback for this team more than just this year. Uh... I mean, I'm telling you, man. I think I think that time is up, man. I think everybody's already done with them. You think it's uh, already expired? It's, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not giving up. I don't give up on golf. I haven't given up on golf. I think golf still can play well. I mean, this is what it is. Like when he golf plays, but he has bad games. You know, he there's a reason why he golf has his terrible games. There's, there's a reason for that. But you know, if he has this this Robert Stephen Corn now, the offensive line is as healthy as it's gonna be. If he still plays bad, then then you know they're like, all right, this is no, no, this, this is who no he is. Point, yeah, yeah, this is who he is. But I, I just feel like the the fan at this point, they're ready to check out on him. Like no matter what he does, like he could come these next six games, have a one fifty eight point eight passer rating, one fifty eight point three passer rating okay, these next t- six t- games. Take take out t- take out the fan base out of this. Take out the fan base. I- I'm talking about front office. Talking about Brad Holmes. Front office. Okay. I think they still. I think I, th- I think even to this day, I think they still have a lot of faith in going. Yeah. Th- th- this, think- is the, this is the question I'm going to ask you right here. So let's say he plays well these next six games, and the Lions are not in position to just grab a quarterback where they could draft one, or they can't upgrade the position. If Jared Goff is your starting quarterback in 2023 with no significant upgrades, like as far as like drafting a guy or you know bringing in someone from the offseason, like let's just say they, they sign any backup, like just your random backup that's never going to start for you, like or you don't want him to start. Do you think Jared Goff is then almost considered the future of this team? It's tough, man. Yeah, it might be, man. There's a lot of fans that might might not want to hear that, but. I, I wouldn't say the future. I'll probably just say they're, they're just one with him now because he's the best option. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you got to realize you can't – this this team is in a position they can't take set backwards. And if they draft a rookie and that rookie is not NFL ready, what are you going to do? Just just have golf start until he's ready or like what's the plan? Yeah. No, I mean, I think it depends on, like, who you grab, obviously. Like, if it's, like, a Bryce Young or, like, a C.J. Stroud, I would assume you'd probably move off of golf. But, like, if you get a guy like, let's say, Will Levis, for example, I don't know if he's a guy that could start day one. I just don't know if he's that type of prospect right now. Do you think C.J. Stroud's a a day one starter? I'm not a huge C.J. Stroud fan, personally. But, like, I think if whoever drafts him, I, I think he could be. Yeah, I mean, I, I, because usually when a team drafts those quarterbacks that high, they kind of need him to start. Yeah. Because exactly. he's the best option. Because he's their best option. Now, those teams don't mind taking a step backwards because they understand there's a rookie curve. And mm-hmm. there is a very small percent of quarterbacks that comes in the NFL and takes your team to a playoffs year one or has a productive year year one because of the, the speed of the game. Mm-hmm. I mean – that that's just, just a different speed, you know. The windows that he saw in Ohio State, 
You know, those guys are not gonna be that those guys are not gonna be that open. You're never gonna you're you're very rarely gonna see your receivers get that wide open in the NFL. I mean the windows are tighter, you gotta know when to let the ball go because you know, NFL open is completely different from college open. So that that that's that's the that's the issue. Yeah. No, and I think it's just an interesting question. I, and I think these next six games for Jared Goff especially, and just the team in general, it's going to be really important to see, you know, how, how they evaluate and how he ends up playing around, you know, down the stretch. So just wanted to ask the question. We'll obviously evaluate that as the weeks go on, as the season goes on, and then we'll have that full-blown conversation. I think once the season's over, yeah. I think we'll have the best estimation on it. But I just want to ask it now just to hear your thoughts on it. But let's get yeah. back into this game. Um, I want to talk about the defense of the ball and especially the secondary here. You got Jeff Akuda back from concussion protocol, obviously missed last yep. game. So that's big. So we talked about this a little bit in our pregame show. Now that we're less than an hour away from game time, what are you expecting as far as personnel in that secondary, in that defensive back room? You know, for me, I'm expecting something to look of Jeff Akuda, Mike Hughes, Jerry Jacobs. Now, how they line that up, I don't really know. I think if I had to guess right now, I would put Mike Hughes and Jeff on the outside because I think Mike Hughes has played really well on the outside. I think the question mark is, is could Jerry Jacobs play the nickel cornerback spot? And that's a question I want to see uh, if, if they'll do that today. What about you? What, what are you thinking today? That's going to that's gonna be interesting, man. I want to see I want to see how they do it too, man. I think the best option to have all three of your best guys out there. Now, the, the thing is with me, though, is that is that Amani Warriors is, is, is inactive. Yeah. So if they have an injury – you're gonna plug in Will Harris. Yeah, it would have to be Will Harris, unless that, that, unless you start Will Harris in the nickel, and then Jerry or Mike is your backup corner. I hope not, because I, Christian I Christian Kirk is gonna Christian Kirk is gonna eat if that's the case. He's gonna have a big day if that's the case, because Christian Kirk plays a. You know, he plays that, that, that slot receiver, man. So if he is going against Will Harris, I mean, we might have a a, a long day. <laughs> yeah. They also have what's name activated this game. I think it's worth noting Chase Lucas has activated this game. Like, I wouldn't expect ah. the workload, but, like, you know, if there was an emergency situation where he had to step in, he's activated today. That's good. That's nice, man. I really, I'm really um, interested to see him play, man. I think he has – I mean, even when I saw him play in the preseason, I liked his game a lot. Um, he just has to have an opportunity to play in the regular season, but he—he's a guy that I think that could be really, really good for this team. Yeah, potentially. You know, he's shown flashes in that preseason, like you said. So, I mean, he hasn't really got the opportunity yet in the regular season. But I, I think once that opportunity comes, you know, he can maybe show something potentially. We'll see. But yeah, yeah now it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with this defensive back room and the cornerback room, especially just because you know Jeff obviously is gonna get a starting spot in that outside corner spot. It's just what are you going to do with the other two spots? Who are you going to start on the other outside spot? Who is going to be in the nickel? Because Will Harris was rough last game uh, versus Buffalo. It, it was a really rough game, and he's been better this year. Like he's had those stretches where he's looked good, but like the thing with the Will Harris experiment, man, it's just like you don't know what version of him you were going to get <laughs> on Sundays, dude. You could get, I mean, a version he's really good, or you could get a version like Thursday versus Buffalo. I mean, you, you kind of know what you're going to get from Will Harris. I mean, he's, he, he improved his tackling. He's just not a cover guy. He can't cover. 
he's not a good cover guy. I mean, this is what it is. He's not going to cover a guy doing a post. He's not going to cover a guy doing a, a slant, a drag, any route. Like, maybe your best route. Like, if somebody running a deep route, you know, going straight, doing a nine, maybe he'll just be able to keep up with them because he has speed and size. But anything else is like he, he gets lost. Like, they make one move, and the separation is just huge. It's, it's a huge separation from the, the receiver and, and Will Harris. So his coverage skills is just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what Aaron Glenn has lined up out there today. We'll probably find out that answer easy or very early. And I think very similar to the guard situation. Like, I don't think there's a like commitment to any of these guys. Like, there's going to be a short lease, I think, at that guard position. If Dan Skipper, like, is like the start that we expect, like, if he's struggling, I don't think we would be surprised at all if we see KO step in or we see Ross Oof. Pearson, like Batcher step in, like, you know, that, that Oof. wouldn't shock me if one of those guys struggling. I view that very similar with the cornerback room. Like outside of Jeff Okuda, I don't think anybody's like secure to be playing all game. If you're struggling, like I don't think the staff has um, a problem pulling you out and putting another guy in, letting them get an opportunity within the game or a halftime adjustment or something like that. Yeah, and, and to be fair for Dan Skipper, I mean, this is a position that he- he didn't. He didn't train for this in the off season. He just got. He got plugged in there. So him to just be able to just go in there as a tackle. He was what six foot nine. Yeah, about to play, six eight, six nine. <laughs> to to play guard, like this, this, all right. When you play guard, you shouldn't be that damn tall. He's the tallest because, fucking guard in NFL history. Yeah, you, you can't be that tall to play guard because just you know you got you got to you know bend a lot and you know get down and. Get, get those guys, and he's just too damn big. <laughs> he's just too damn tall. It, it's not it's, – it's, it's hard for him. So, I mean, I, I give my props to him for, you know, for stepping in and trying it, but that's not his position, man. Yeah. It just says – it tests to the other guys. It's like that's kind of embarrassing, isn't it? Like how is a guy like Stenberg not embarrassed that a guy like Dan Skipper's taking a spot or a guy like K.O.? Like these guys are natural. Yeah, they, well, K.O.'s not a natural guard. He's he's kind of like that Dan Skipper. He's a versatile tackling guard, but he's not as big as Skipper. But like isn't that kind of embarrassing for those guys? It is. It is. It is. Especially for especially for uh, Stenberg, man. He, yeah, he's a draft sure. pick. He's a fourth-round draft pick? Fifth round draft pick? pick? Fourth round, yeah. Fourth fourth round draft pick, man. And this guy just hasn't seen the field. Like if if, if um Brad Holmes after fourth round pick and had this much of a setback as Logan Stumberg, everybody be talking shit. Yeah. Like Logan Stumberg has been straight since the they need to draft him, he has been a setback. I mean, yeah. I, I don't. This is last year with us. Is what's, what's the deal with Sober? They can definitely move off of him many times. Um, I mean, they, they might have to. So they drafted him what in twenty. So he's got one more year technically under contract, but like obviously there's no lock that he makes the team. And if I had to guess right now, the way that they've treated him, benching him, and making him a healthy scratch today, I think the writing's on the wall. I think you can kind of see it right now. Yeah, man. I mean, you're fourth round draft pick, man. He's, he's supposed to be a lot better than this by now. Especially by now. Yeah. And it's it's weird though, because like I thought he had a solid preseason, but it just hasn't translated since the regular season has started. They gave him the opportunity with the big V injury, Tommy Kramer going now, and you know, he just didn't take advantage of it. Like they gave him the opportunity and just didn't take advantage of it. Well, he did not. He oh, he did not. Sorry, I just got some college football news. They just started right. playoffs. Did, 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 did Bama get in? I don't think so. TCU is it because Michigan versus TCU. Adam Schefter just tweeted that. Ooh, okay. So I'm assuming Ohio State got the fourth spot. 
and that's going to be Georgia versus Ohio State and Michigan versus TCU, which I like that a lot as a Michigan fan. Okay, I like that. That's good for you guys, man. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> You've been there enough. All right. Let's talk about uh, – you want to do some locks <laughs> and lines predictions and we'll hop out of here? Oh, locks. Damn, I didn't even look at that today. Um, Yeah, oh, let's you, do you some locks. You got the last pick too. Me and Purity set our locks, so – Oof, okay. All right, you got, All right, you got last pick. All right, let's do our lines picks first. I'll tell you the records right now. I'm not very proud of this one. Pierre is in first place. He's killing it this year, man. He's eight and three. Malcolm, you're in second place with a five and six record. I'm oh, in third go. place with a four and seven record. Oh, that's because you just kept betting against him. I, yeah, there was that stretch where I just kept betting against him because <laughs> it was it was working. So that I was going with that. <laughs> but <laughs> that obviously broke last Thursday, so you know we we could break it now. So, Pierre's in first place. Spread is at one and a half, favoriting the Lions. So, almost essentially a pick game. Pierre's taking the Lions one and a half. And his score, uh, he sent me a voice memo. Shit, I should have remembered this. I wish he just read it down. Um, he had fireworks. I don't remember the score. No. But he had a high-scoring game, and he had the Lions covering. So, um, there's that. Malcolm, what do you got you know, today? Wait, 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 he had like a super high-scoring game? or It was pretty. He said fireworks. Fireworks. Oh, okay, cool. Um, I'm def. I'm I'm going Lions. I mean, this it's a pretty much a pick'em game. Negative one, one point spread. Um, yeah, I'm going Lions. So I think um uh, this this game is gonna be huge for the Lions. I think offensively they're gonna put up a lot of points. Defensively, this is as healthy as they've been in a while. I think I think we're gonna have a really good game today. This is one of those games they're gonna you know sit back and we're all just gonna enjoy, man. Um. I'm going to go Lions, let's say uh, 30, 30, 34, 34-17. This is like a blowout game you're expecting. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. We're going to have one of those games we're going to sit back, we're going to enjoy, we're going to all be on Twitter, we're going to be high-fiving each other virtually. <laughs> you know, we, it's gonna be, this is going to be one of those games, man. Yeah, I have an interesting report right here. And by the way, Alabama did not make the playoffs, but this is back to the Lions. Um this is according to Jay Glazer. Prior to show, just tweeted this right now. Per Jay Glazer, the Lions plan on playing Jamison Williams at the Gunner today. So that's he did that. He did that in college. Yeah, that's that's interesting. He did. He did. He did. He did Alabama, man, and he just he, he he's really good at it, man. <laughs> that's yeah. that's the good thing about Jamo, man. That's why they drafted him because he's just a guy who loves football, man. He doesn't care. He plays special teams. Doesn't care if he's you know kick return, punt return, special teams. On the field, uh, you know, he, he just wants to play football, man. And that, that's that's why they drafted him. That's interesting, though. All right, I want to get that out there. All right, back to predictions. I'm also taking the Lions here, one and a half. I like both these teams. I like the Jaguars. I think they're heading towards the right direction. I, like we said in our pregame show, I think both these teams are in very similar boats, very similar situations. But I'm going to take the Lions here. I think they win this game. They're pretty healthy right now, and they're playing at home. And they played with some good mojo these last this last month. You know, they had that three game winning streak. Played a really good game versus the Bills. They're well rested now. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think, gets a little bigger workload today after being a little more well rested. So I'm going to take the Lions here. Give me 30-24. And my bold prediction is the Lions defense will score a touchdown today. Oh, okay. That's pretty bold. Yeah, that's a, that's my I bold like prediction. It. I like it. All right, let's get into our locks of the week. I am in first place right now, so I go from last to first with the Lions. I'm, I'm first right now, but Malcolm is right there. He's, he's, he's coming. <laughs> I'm 7-4-1. and one. 
Malcolm, you're seven and five. Here's in the basement, essentially out of it. He'd need a crazy winning streak. And for us to start losing some games, he's at three, eight, and one. So that's a big oof, as I like to say. Here is taking Seahawks minus six and a half today versus the Los Angeles Rams. I will oh, be taking like Jets plus three versus the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota, which is interesting. I just thought the line was a little funky. And I, I'm on the Mike White hype channel now. He's fun. Players are playing for them. So give me the Jets plus three today. Wow. All right. Um, I'm going to take Green Bay minus four against the Justin Fieldless Chicago Bears. They have Justin Fields. Okay, let me switch my pick then. Let me go to Cleveland. He's played. (laughs) Let me go to Cleveland. (laughs) Let me go to Cleveland. Minus seven and a half over Houston. The Deshaun Watson (laughs) debut. The Deshaun Watson debut, man. You know know what you're going to say right during his intro, right? Stop the Vince McMahon. Stop the Vince McMahon. We're we're not repeating these words, but I don't get it. The Vince McMahon. Come on out, you. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Oh, man. Yep. That's just going to be his introduction, man. When he introduced him in in Houston. Well, you said that line is what, seven and a half? It's seven and a half, man. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, guys, we'll be back after the game. Hope you guys all enjoyed the pregame show. Hopefully talking about a Lions dub. I'm out. Let's go. See you guys. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm, and I am out, man. See y'all after the show, man. Let's celebrate this Lions dub. Peace.